0: Blouses. Gallant check. Hur- disaster. it. Uh, disaster.
1: Well, oh, I mean, I'm no doctor.
0: We now join America's most popular show, already in progress. Everybody loves.
1: Mitch and Sean, you guys are the greatest duo.
0: Fantastic.
1: into another edition of the Post Game pines podcast mitch gallo sean campbell we're brought to you by la bros brewery sean what you got there what are you drinking
0: i'm having an angry gallo ale baby. Oh, baby yeah look i don't know what it is about today i just feel like i need a little pop so i want a little bit more caffeine i want a little bit of coffee as we do this episode so i am going with the angry gallo ale as you tell maybe my it it looks like my with my hair that i just woke up it's just because i'm not wearing a (laughs) hat my hair always looks like this uh and i have been awake for a while but nonetheless i just sometimes everybody needs a little gallo in them and i'm just going with a little angry gallo ale look i know the campbell play-by-play ipa is an incredible beer but i'm just letting you know mitch that uh i don't shy away from promoting the angry gallo ale and it is oh that smells so good it goes down perfect <laughs> it's uh, it's all what kind of mood you're into and what kind of night
1: you want to have very different beers both of them delicious and uh tom fergus saw that but it's uh wrong edition of tom fergus
0: yeah sorry that was for the or uh, via Apple Podcasts. You're going to have to see the video on that one. Oh, Tom Fergus, there's some good stories behind that one. Um, it's there's so much to get to here on the Post Game Pints podcast. And, yeah, a shout-out to uh, LaBrosse because you got to go get your Campbell play-by-play IPA, get your Angry Gallo Ale. Hey, got to make sure you get it before they're all gone, okay? So make sure you do that. Plus, check out their Lab Series. Their Lab Series, they just launched three more new beers uh, just this past weekend. They're doing great stuff. Things are opening. Spring is here. I know that Alex and the gang and and Troy and Catherine and, and Dan, they got big, big plans for the spring and the summer at LaBras. Uh, Can't wait, man. It's going to be, gonna be yeah. great. Yeah, it's going to be good. So, so Mitch, you want to dive to this? Yeah, we trying to do it this, this way with the Canadians. And we start with the Habs. Instead of saying who should they target who should they go after, who do you think could be gone? Who do you think the Canadians could can lose?
1: Well, off the roster, I don't think there's many players that would potentially be on the move. Um, Sean, I'll give you a, a few names that I think are, are possibilities. And again, it's not a very long list, uh, but uh, I'll give you um, three players. And okay. I think the Canadians would be willing to move in a trade right now. Everybody else. I think is, is pretty much set on the team. I'd be shocked if we saw another guy get traded. And then, you know, the prospects is another story. I think Caulfield is almost untouchable. In my mind, don't trade that guy. Goals right. are one of the hardest things to find. and He seems like he, he, uh,
0: he has that ability to score. Oh, um, by the so- way, I'm so glad you brought up Cole Caulfield off the top. Stay tuned for today's math class. <laughs> um,
1: so the uh, three guys I'll give you that could potentially be on the move of Indians. Uh, uh, I think they might want to keep Paul Byron around. And I think all the teams are going to be looking at this very closely as the expansion draft. Yeah. Um, so that would be one of the reasons why, because it's he's an easy guy for you to potentially throw out there and he might be a good enticing player for, Um, But I think I think they'd be willing to move Paul Byron. I think they'd be willing to move uh, Arturi Lekanen. And I think they'd be willing to move Yoel Armia. Now, it's not to say they're going to move all these players, but I think if they liked what they had coming back in return, those would be the guys that if on the Mm -hmm. roster you needed to give up a player that can play now, um, those would be the people that, that they would look at.
0: Oh man, you didn't know in the direction I thought you were going to go at all. Like Paul Byron, I kind of knew, I knew you were going to go Paul Byron. Paul Byron's been on everybody's list. It just gives them cap flexibility. And look, you know, I'm the biggest Paul Byron fan out there. I think that there's still hockey there. I think it's been a frustrating season. I don't think that, you know, a lot of people, you know, start counting players out. I think if he did go somewhere else, he wouldn't be counted out. I think it's a tough role for him to play right now to be a, you know, an offensive producer. So I understand that it's tough to ship him out because of the money that he's making and the age that he is. But I still think he's a good hockey player that can play on any team. In Charlie, I, think all three, I think all three guys I said are yeah. good hockey players. It's nothing okay. against Paul Byron. I like him. But I thought you were going to go the route of the two UFAs up front with Philip Deneau and Thomas Tatar and the defenseman on the back end and Victor Mete. Now, I definitely think Victor Mete can be moved because I, I don't know if they're sold. I don't think – I think – when Claude Julien had Victor Mente, he wanted him around. I'm still yeah. not sure if Dominic Ducharme is sold on him. And I, and I don't know if you can get anything for him. I'm just well, saying that, that, it's that's a possibility. Why I,
1: that's why I didn't put him on the list. Yeah. Um, because but, I, th- I think he could move.
0: Mm-hmm. But I
1: just I, I think Mark Bergevin isn't just going to trade him to trade him. And I don't see the Canadians getting, getting an, uh, an awful lot in return. Yeah. And I don't think they want to give up the depth that they have on the blue line. Cause we see they're thin on, uh, on the back end. You have this rot injury and all of a sudden uh, the bottom end of the defensive core looks pretty bad. So yeah, I
0: wouldn't be shocked, but uh, I don't think they're going to trade Mete. All right. So then on, on that front, we go to the forwards. Deneau, I think we're on the same page. There's no chance. They can't afford it. There's no, okay. I don't need to bring him up. Thomas Tatar is an interesting one because you mentioned Cole Caulfield. And if the Canadians believe he can come in and play in a top six or top nine role right away, that's fine. Do I think Cole Caulfield could do it, Thomas does? No, I don't think that. But maybe the Canadians feel that they need a roster player in, roster player out, and they can get some assets back. And I think it's a player you could get assets for at the deadline if you don't think you're going to be keeping him moving forward. So if if you don't think you're going to win the Stanley Cup, and you want to progress, and you know you're not going to keep him in the offseason, you got to move him. I, I get that. I still think there's a strong possibility he re-signs in Montreal. I think he wants to. I think the Canadians want him to, too. But it's about finding that price where he can come down, they can go up, and meet in the middle. I don't know if that's possible in this offseason when they're bringing in these new guys that they think that they're that's ready. So I think that that's where there's a possibility more so than you get something returned, and you know you're not going to have them. And you feel that if you do bring something in, it's not going to be devastation. You're not going to be, you know, throwing everything away. Like if they threw Dano away, they have nothing to replace him right now. I think they have pieces that could replace Thomas Tatar, maybe not at that level. So I think that he's on that list.
1: Yeah, I, I
0: would be uh, very surprised if they...
1: I think any trade with Tatar would be more of a lateral move than a move to get better. Now, I think they do think they can win. And I think they want to make the, themselves as competitive as possible in the playoffs, but and here's no, the thing, I'm, I'm not no, saying but it's here's impossible.
0: Just, okay. But here's the thing you garner some assets and they already have assets with a Tatar trade. You just take those prospects or draft picks and you use them at next year's deadline. When you think you're going to be at that next level, mm. that's you're using that for a future trade. You're taking what you have in Tatar. And not that you're, you you know, on par. You're going to, you're kind of thinking ahead here. You're taking that second round pick or third, whatever it is, and be part of a package when you can really go after something, a deadline next year when everything's a little bit normal and you feel better about your team. I think I think they looked at uh, trading him in the
1: offseason last year. I don't think they found anything that they liked in return. Hmm. And uh, now I think they consider Thomas Tatar almost as... um, as their own rental. Like sometimes teams have unrestricted free agents. And if they're in a playoff spot, they just, they keep their UFAs as in-house rentals. And I think that's going to be the case with Tatar. Sean, I'd be, I'd be flabbergasted, shocked, really surprised if uh, they brought him back next Mm -hmm. year. Not going to rule it out completely, but I'd put, you know, the likelihood of that at under 5%. I, I think, I think it's not even a matter of not liking the player. I think it's a matter of
0: needing to free up a roster spot uh, for Cole Caulfield. All right, so those are the players we think it could move. We don't know what would be coming back for the Canadians here on the post-game Pines podcast. Mitch, which North team do you think will be the busiest at the trade deadline in Uh, in the next coming weeks?
1: What do you mean by busiest, you know? Do you mean uh, the most volume of players or the
0: (coughs) most significant uh, player? Uh, the um, team that the team that I'm going to say like wow they they really made a move. Yeah, it's going to be Toronto.
1: Hundred percent, it's going to be Toronto. You know, I, I put an outside chance at Winnipeg if they want to bolster their blue line. That's you know, my Cal- team. Yeah, Calgary Winnipeg. might even Calgary might even try to get uh, a second goalie in there to uh, to help Mike Smith, and that could be a significant move. Um, Edmonton. Yeah, Edmonton. Um, sorry, what I say, Calgary. No, no. Edmonton might want to bring in a goalie. And that wouldn't surprise me either. But I think Toronto, with the way Kyle Dubas has spoken as of late, you know, pretty much all their top prospects are in play here. Uh, They see it wide open that they can make it to the final four at the uh, very least. And I think they want to add an impact uh, forward. So I'm going to say slam dunk Toronto is
0: going to be the most active yeah, I can see the Jets. I know, like, Canadian fans are yelling about Matthias Ackholm. I could see Ackholm going to the Jets. So, yeah. He, 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 he Look, he would fit perfectly on that blue line. They need a player like him. They have kind of those guys with offensive touch. They need a little bit of a guy with a, with a shutdown top four role. And he's signed for next year. And the Jets have such a tough time signing players. So, when you could trade for a guy – you kind of have to give up those assets. And I think that that's a strong possibility that the Jets will do because they also feel good about themselves after their last series with Toronto. And, sure. and they, if they feel that they're in the top four, it, you can finish in second, third, or fourth. But you feel like you have Toronto's number, that's the team to beat, and you feel that you can get to the next level, then that's fine. You go for it because then next thing you know, you're in the top four. And if you're in the top four, you're going to want to have a top four defenseman in Matthias Ekholm. And I, I, I just think that that's might be the more wow move out there. Because I know that there's a lot of talk about the Leafs going for Granlin. Uh, I think that's a good fit, by the way. I think Mikael Granlin and the Leafs would be perfect. But uh, I think Ekholm's a uh, uh, better move and would would solidify the Jets. Perfect. Yeah. I, I think Toronto just
1: sees a really big uh, hole right now next to uh, Nylander and Tavares. And they think that uh, Granlin uh, can be that guy. And I think you look at yeah. Uh, the least uh, top six. If it's if it's Marner, Matthews, Hyman, Granlund, Tavares, Nylander. Man, oh man, that's pretty tough to beat.
0: Yeah. I also think there might be a panic move from Calgary. Just they, they made the coaching change, <laughs> but they made the coaching change and nothing has yeah. really changed. They still can't score and they're losing to teams that they can't lose to. And I just it's just I'm watching I'm see, watching them right
1: now actually. That's yeah. why I
0: keep turning my head. No, no, and I, I see it to too. Ottawa, It's gonna be the fifth. Freaking time that they lose to the Ottawa yeah. Senators. Yeah, that's not good. I know you, it's not a good recipe to be making the playoffs in the North if you're. No, Ottawa 10. is supposed to be the free space on the bingo card. <laughs> yeah, not so much. Uh, got anything else for the, for the rapid fire, Mitch? Or do you want to uh, jump? Well, right around?
1: you you're telling me about this uh, Cole Caulfield math, I want to hear about. Well, okay, this.
0: it's not Cole Caulfield math class, but I did the Philip DeNo math class not long ago, and Mitch, I think you're gonna like this. All right. Okay. Me. we were a professional hockey player. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I see. I see what you're getting at. Okay. Give me.
0: Give me. No. But give me your height, if, weight. If you were. If you were. If you were playing in the NHL, how how tall would you be? How tall would you be? And uh, how much would you weigh? I would probably
1: be five,
0: six, 175. You're, you're, you're labeling yourself at five, six. Yes. Okay. As a professional.
1: Yeah. We, well, yeah, you know, maybe
0: it's, it, it's funny, right? Uh, what was, what was John to at? I, I know that, uh, no, but I just know JP always says you could, when you're, when you're a certain height, you can add an inch or two. So well, I, I just, I,
1: I, I added, I added, uh, <laughs> like a half an inch. Okay. So maybe, well, what was Gionta listed at?
0: John, uh, I Gianta... was five, five, six, five, no, he was listed at five, seven. Five, okay, eight. so
1: okay, I'm taller than Jonta. Okay. So uh
0: 5'7, 180. All right. So I want to take a look at small players in the National Hockey League. And I the, the, the term small I'm gonna use is five ten because we know what players are listed at. If they're five eight, they might be five nine listed or five ten. If you're five nine, you're gonna be five ten. Five, in the National Hockey League. So I started doing some math around this. Yeah. Started looking at some of these numbers. Uh, just because there's not many small players in the National Hockey League. They, they don't get drafted. Much. You know, they, 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 you're a number on a sheet. and Nope, skipping over it, right? Like, that is it. So I looked at a bit. And, and this is an approximation because there's some AHL players that jump back and forth uh, in the National Hockey League. But it's roughly seven percent, just under seven percent of national hockey player, national hockey league players that are five ten or under. Seven percent—it's not a very big number, but that doesn't mean you're not good. All right, because when I look into the top scores in the National Hockey League, they actually carry a higher percentage than the mean in the actual in, in the whole in the whole league. So yeah. that means the smaller players—they're going to be effective especially when it comes to offense. So I'm looking at these numbers and 7% of the NHL players are 5, 10 or under. And if you look at into the top 150 in the National Hockey League scores, 12% are 5, 10 or under. 12% when you get to the top 100. 12% when you get to the top 50 in the National Hockey League. When you get to the top 20, it's 15% of the National Hockey League players in the scoring right now I went to do it today like right now 15% of the top 20 are 5'10 or under and of course I'm looking at Brad Marchand and Alex Tobrick these guys are smaller players that are bringing it so I'm trying to think does size matter maybe maybe not but maybe size gives you that production so then I've decided to go into the top 10, Mitch, because in the top, there's that's under or 5'10". He's actually 5'10", or listed is 5'10". You know it's Patrick Kane. But when you get to the top 10, do you know what the average size of the players, of the top 10 players in the National Hockey League right now, Mitch? The average size? Yeah. 5'11". Six foot, two and a half. 202 pounds, six of the 10 players are six foot three or taller in the top 10 of the NHL scorers. Four. That's McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, Kane, and uh, Marner. But you got Rantanen, uh, you've got Shifley, you've got Kopitar, you've got Austin Matthews, uh, Uh, you, you've got, I'm, I read my own handwriting on that one. Uh, It was a big B and then some scribbles after that. Uh, so it, it's funny. So six, three, six, three, six, three, six, three, six, four, all over 200 pounds, six foot, two and a half is the average size in the top 10 of scoring. I know that Patrick Kane's there at number two, uh, but, uh, McDavid and Leon Dreissel, they're shorter in the top 10 and they're six, one and six two. so yes size doesn't matter and you are an off- offensive player but if you want to be an elite of the elite, the guys that grind it out and are top scorers in the national hockey league it's pretty insane that they're all just huge players in that top 10 yeah. i just thought you'd uh, be interesting
1: it's interesting for sure and uh you know again for cole caulfield the guy you got to look at is the Brickett.
0: that's that's exactly it he's so, the exact same size and he had a 40 goal season yeah and you're and you just got to make the right player too now De gets the gets a chance he gets to play with patrick kane right but yeah. well, he can score yes he can but he's one of the best playmakers as well yeah for sure so does cole caulfield have one of the best playmakers when he comes to the national hockey league um
1: at this time probably not that who knows
0: all right so that was my little pop quiz i uh, not my pop quiz uh, that uh of course was a uh, math class and i want to give a little uh, shout out to uh mitch Woofpacks.ca. woof 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 packs.ca and check it as a subscription service and if you have a little puppy and you're listening to this podcast i just encourage you to go check it out you get a little a monthly package, and it's not for you; it's for your puppy. And you tell them if it's a big dog, small dog, medium-sized dog, so they know that they can give the appropriate treats and toys uh, to your uh, dog. And then you, you you fill it out, and then you just get a package each and every month, and it just gets delivered to your door. And you know you're you you like to give little surprises to your dog. Is and and this is in the world of of COVID too, Mitch. Everything just arrives at your doorstep. This is perfect. Beautiful. And I know that I know that uh, Vader. Uh, absolutely loves uh package. I know that Dave trying to do, he's been uh, bragging about how much Freddie uh, loved uh, his package. So Freddy. just uh, throwing that out there. Woofpacks.ca. Woof, Dot. woof, woof. woof, woof. Yeah. Shout out to Tom Fergus. <laughs> so what do you have a, do you have a pop quiz? Since you said I do you, have uh, one for yeah. you. Okay. I do have one for you. And uh, I'm, I'm curious. I had I was going like a different I had like 3 4 different angles that I was going at and I don't know how I stumbled across this one. I was just thinking about it uh playmakers because you know just the numbers that Connor McDavid is putting up lately it's it's pretty insane assist wise and 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 point producing. It it got me reflecting back to the time you know when you had 150 point seasons. Like he's on pace Mitch for 144 Points if it was an 82 game season I don't know if he would have got it I don't know what, what would happen but with just 140 points we got to 126 not long ago with Kucherov right it just these are things that I'm I'm hoping more of so I uh, put this together Mitch I want to see how well you do on this uh, pop quiz brought to you by Cunningham's Pub check out their uh, their wings and check out it St. ads check out their app check them out on Facebook uh, Cunningham's Pub uh, they have the best plant wings, not in Montreal, not in Canada, not North America, in the world. That's not uh, close either. To... No, it's not. I told you I went by the other day and I just got all these wings and I ate wings for days. I, I'm I going this weekend. Wings. I bought more wings than I should have bought for one day, but I knew that I would just eat wings. And then I ordered the and everything I ate in the sauce. Smart play. Oh, yeah. Order the extra sauce inside. Not that they don't give you enough sauce. That was just for me, personal sauce for later in life. <laughs> That's all it was. Yeah. All the, the, I just. All right. So I want I want to ask you, Mitch, uh, NHL assist per game for active players. NHL assists per game for active players. I have a top 10. I, do, I don't know if you're going to get them all. I think you could. But active players, NHL assist per game. I'm curious where you stand and where you can go on this one. Um, McDavid. He is the number one answer. And that's where I started. Right. Yeah. Cause I kind of got to him. It's incredible. He's at 0. 0.899 assists per game. Mitch, there's three people in the history of hockey that have more assists per game. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about the three best players of hockey, that's who they are. You know, which three I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, Wayne, Mario, Bobby, McDavid. That is it. So, for cool. games, uh, McDavid. I just thought it's like that's the only thing I really want to tell you. The rest, good luck and keep guessing. Uh, Crosby. I okay. was so Crosby, this is the other interesting one, is a 0.89 points per game, uh, assist per game. He's at number five, uh, sorry, number six all time, right? So, McDavid's four, he's six. Do you know who number five is? He's. Number Assist per game. I gave you one, two, three, four, and six. Do you know who number five is? Uh, I'm disappointed. It should be a very easy answer for you. Forsberg? It's Forsberg. That's the other thing I want to tell you. Now you can keep guessing. <laughs> but I'm glad you uh, you said the number one and two in a row. Thank, thank yeah. you. Good job. All right. Who uh, else you got? Um, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm just, I have all the answers on my phone in front of me. Marner? Uh, Mitch Marner, no. And then, nope. Kucherov. Nope. McKinnon. McKinnon
1: was 11. Tricytle. Nope. Malkin.
0: Number three. Backstrom. Number four. Mm -hmm. You could start getting into some of the better Uh, passes of all time. Uh, Patrick Kane. Yep. Um. There's one defenseman here that I have. One defenseman. Oh yeah, there's a defenseman on there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Carlson. Yeah, that's the defenseman, and you're missing one, two, three, three more. One uh. player. You. One player. You were just watching. Moments ago on the ice. Johnny Goudreau. Yeah. Johnny Goudreau number 10 at 6.16. So you're missing uh, three. Sorry, three more. I said four, but you're missing three more. They're all old school players. Old school players. They're still active, but they're old school. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you got it. The other one. I think passes assists. Uh, Marlowe. Oh, sorry. Thornton. Yeah, Thornton. And one more. Everybody forgets how many points this guy's accumulated, plus how good of a playmaker and passer he is. Spezza? I know you like him a lot, Spetsa. No, it's not Spetsa. Stall. One more. No,
1: I like him a lot. I know you
0: like. There and then for season, he's kind of all over the place, and you know, sounds like Spetsa. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's been on the same team his whole career. Oh, um, I'm trying to give you some more clues here. Been on, on the this. same team his whole career. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Is um uh, Nope. Oh, he's on not this. that old school. Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll say he's like, oh, he's not that old school, but he is in today's NHL. Yeah. Uh, the guy that I'm thinking of. Uh, and Sagan uh, hasn't even been on one team. I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a pop quiz brought to you by Cunningham's Club here on the Post Game Pines <laughs> podcast podcast. Uh, the Category is NHL assists per game active. You got McDavid, Crosby, Malcolm Backstrom, uh, Thornton, Kane, uh, Getzlaff, Carlson, and, and Goudreau. You're missing one guy at uh, 6.646 uh, assists uh, per game in his career. Kopitar? Nope, not Kopitar. Kopitar was actually number 12. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Uh, same same kind of generation
1: as Kopitar, I would say. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've been looking at. Uh, yeah. Giroux? That's
0: the one, Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux. Yeah, like my Philadelphia players. I know. You know if it wasn't. I. I you, if you didn't say if I said no to Giroux, you would have just said board check right after.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but board checks bounced around.
0: Yeah, uh, that's it for us here on the post game fights podcast. Pop quizzes, some Montreal Canadiens talk. Cheers to LeBros for putting it all together, and to Tom. Fergus. Effing Fergus. Well, how's that for your entertainment value? They've done their job very, very well. Awesome!
1: No, 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 no. Hey!
0: Come on! VBF!